Island Radio 98.9. This is Red Eye, and I'm here with Ryan, manager of Oasis Bar and Grill. Mahalo for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talking about Oasis. Yeah, so why don't you tell everybody what Oasis is about? I think first and foremost, the thing that we like to focus on or take pride in is that we're a sustainable restaurant. We are sourcing pretty much everything we can get from the Hawaiian Islands, outsourcing whenever absolutely necessary. All of our vegetables are pretty much Kauai exclusive. Uh, sometimes we will reach out to Big Island and get tomatoes from there or get some strawberries from Kula and Maui. Uh, we also employ a local fisherman, uh, Uncle Kevin Yamase, kind of like a local legend. He has worked for the company for 12 years now. So all the fish that we serve here at Oasis is Hawaiian water caught fish. And that's just the connection to food and the source is something that I've always been proud of is what we do here. And just being able to, you know, exactly know where your food is coming from. Like I got that fish from Uncle Kevin this morning from his cooler when he was out <laughs> fishing this morning. I don't think that there's a deeper connection to food that most uh, restaurants can offer. Oh, I love that explanation. And you know, I love your food and it's just so colorful and different. What are some of your most favorite items on the menu? I think First and foremost would be the two fish dishes that we offer. Uh, the first one is our grilled catch. And the grilled catch is served with ulu gnocchi, ulu being Hawaiian bread fruit. I think it's a really cool thing to highlight on our menu, being one of two starches that were indigenous to the Hawaiian Islands. And we serve both on the menu, which is awesome. Done with a lobster cream sauce. And usually with the white fish, we will, it's, as in being sustainable, whatever Kevin brings me is what we're serving. So if we're serving ahi for the week, we're serving ahi for the week. Lots of times with that dish, we will be serving a white fish. Right now we have kajiki on the menu. Fantastic blue striped marlin. And then on the other side would be our seared cat. That's a really beautiful picture that you see for most of our advertisements. The purple Okinawan sweet potatoes on the bottom, mm. the bok choy, and then that nice slab of ahi on the top that chef likes to do seared, kind of highlighting what that fish tastes and feels like coming from these waters. Uh, I also like to highlight our caprese style tomatoes. Uh, we're making our own cheese here in-house. Chef uh, does something cool with that. In that most uh, ricotta is pressed. Ours is not pressed. We let it hang, let that water kind of naturally fall out of it. It makes a really smooth consistency. We also use a lot of local lemon juice mm. in our ricotta, which almost kind of fakes you out like it's chev or goat cheese, uh, but it is not. It is a ricotta, and it's absolutely delicious. We do that with a basil pisto and balsamic gastrique. It's a very beautiful plate. Those tomatoes are rustic cut, so they're kind of thick. It's not like when you go to a restaurant, you can tell they're kind of trying to skimp a little bit on those. <laughs> uh, ours are big and beautiful and bright. Right now, they're kind of like blackish. We have a couple green ones, red ones. It's a really aesthetically beautiful plate. That is actually one of my favorite appetizers. And, you know, it's funny. When I read ricotta on the menu, I was like, mm. wait, what? This is." I thought it was like goat cheese or something. It was yep. pretty yep. amazing. And um, yeah. the big cuts of those tomatoes. Now, for some reason, those tomatoes are really sweet. And I love that. It's not so acidity. I think that's one of your best um, appetizers. And it's light, like very, it's not very heavy. And it's really fresh. No. Yeah. No, even though it is served with that cheese, no, it definitely eats on the lighter side. Even with those big, beautiful tomatoes. We're trying to get those from Molawa whenever we possibly can. We are right oh, now. They're so uh, But that's good. kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier, where we might have to grab some from Big Island or, you know, outsource a little bit. But always, always quite focused on our food, especially with vegetables. That's so great. And a lot of people will, totally love that especially with your ulu dishes ulu is like a big hit right now and a lot of local people are always looking for places to get ulu so now we know yeah. where to go so on that note um, we talked about some of the food now another thing that you guys are known for is your craft in cocktails and stefan 
um, the owner of Oasis. He's really, really great in cocktails. Why don't you explain how your cocktails run at your bar? Yeah, my background um, is almost exclusively in managing bars and restaurants. Wow. Uh, I was on Oahu with a couple of different companies doing craft bartending programs, um, kind of behind the footsteps of people like, excuse me, um, Dave Powers and the guys at Pint and Jigger, kind of always looking up to those, those yeah. gentlemen and trying to emulate what they do. And ultimately, what it boils down to when you're talking about craft bartending is making versus buying. You can you can buy just about anything, and you can be kind of like everybody else and get the same things that they get, or you can put a little bit of crafting into it. You can put some love into it. You can make it yourself. And I personally feel like things that you make, things that are touched by your hands, give a bit better experience to your guests when you actually made this. And there's there's some ownership behind it where, you know, I was in the kitchen today peeling this, making this, bruising this. You know, flipping this, flipping the sauce, just just the ownership that comes along with it. I think the dynamic of being across a craft bar sets a different tone for your guests when they know that you've taken the time to actually make something and it's of higher quality, like down to our grenadine. Um, I don't personally have children, but I do <laughs> have a certain feeling about the things that we serve to children as adults. I feel like there could be a lot more quality that goes into those sorts of things. Like here, we don't have maraschino cherries whatsoever. We only use Luxardo cherries. We make our own pomegranate simple syrup. We're not serving that like formaldehyde crazy <laughs> um, uh, grenadine that some places serve. And no, and no, uh, nothing against the people that do serve that. That's them, and that's totally fine. But we're trying to go a step above and make sure that we're giving quality ingredients to our guests and just taking that extra step to craft pretty much whatever we can. We make our own orjat for our mai tais. Uh, we're using local macadamia nuts for those and almonds. Uh, obviously not local almonds. We don't grow almonds, but um, <laughs> making making that orgeat, uh, using turbinado sugar, using quality ingredients. I think just it, it sets a tone. It sets us apart where you know that there's passion and love that goes into the products that we're serving our guests. That's crazy. I did not know that you did all of those things. And you can totally tell because one thing is I do never, like I never order cocktails when I go to other bars but I do order cocktails and I will drink your guys ones because it's very well balanced and mm -hmm. I always thought it was really interesting and that's probably why because of all this um, handmade uh, crafted drinks that you do and I thought at one point I heard that you guys used to infuse your own liquor as well yeah that's something that we've done in the past uh, infusion is, is a funny word where um, it's actually an extraction. So you're extracting flavor from whatever you're using. So right now, uh, we're doing a couple different extractions. We're making um, our oleo syrup, mm. which is a secondary, a secondary syrup. So you would juice a fruit, uh, particularly a citrus, and then use those rinds and sugar pack them. Let the sugar kind of break down those rinds and extract the oil out of all the rinds, and then pull all the particulate out, get all your rinds out of there. And that sugar that's left over is extremely flavorful. Uh, so right now we have a couple different cocktails where we're utilizing different oleos and just, yeah, trying to kind of up-level this cocktail game here on Kauai. Wow, that's amazing. So again, we're talking with Ryan from Oasis Bar and Grill, if you guys are just jumping on. And they focus from farm to table and also crafted handmade drinks. Uh, can you tell everybody what your top drink item menus would be? Um, right now, I think it'd be a, a toss-up. Uh, it's always our Mai Tai. Our Mai Tai is definitely up there. It's, it's a step above. 
as I mentioned before, making our own R shot, using local lily coil, using local lime, and then quality rums that are going in there. We have a five-year uh, five aged rum, a local dark rum, and a Puerto Rican rum going in there, kind of like Ooh. in the gamut as far as rums go. Uh, and kind of the test, what you just said too, is it still ends up being balanced. Yes, it is a strong cocktail. Yes, there is two ounces of alcohol in it, but it is balanced. It's not overly sweet. It's not overly boozy. It ends up drinking the way that Mai Tai should drink. And uh, that <laughs> yeah. is a balanced, co- it's a balanced cocktail, which yeah. is awesome. And then our seasonal cocktails have been doing very well for us. Right now we are using, like, towards the end of the season, but we're using local red and white dragon fruit, a little mm. bit of lily koi, uh, quality elderflower liqueur from Gaffard's, mm. and our organic rail vodka with a little bit of soda water. It's a really beautiful, I'm not that good with my colors, I think it's fuchsia. <laughs> uh, it's like a purplish... Uh, colored down at the bottom with that dragon fruit and then the lily koi is that bright orange yellow and then soda water on top of that it ends up kind of looking like uh, drinkable lava lamp delicious wow that sounds so amazing I'm so glad you guys put in all this thought into what you guys got going on so once you guys go there and you're done with your drinks and your food what kind of desserts do you guys serve chef is back there mastering his wizardry Uh, we're making (laughs) all of our sorbettos all of our ice cream here in house, wow, and kind of a, kind of a tune to what I was saying earlier. It's whatever's in season. Mm. Uh, Chef is from Arizona originally. He's been in Hawaiian Islands, I think, twelve years now. Mm. Uh, but his roots are definitely in that more uh, his his heritage, his people. He's uh, Mexican descent, so some of the things that he does is kind of like paying homage to his abuelita or his family members. Right now, we have a really cool dessert that's using local mango and then chamoy. Chamoy is like a almost like a Spanish dressing, essentially. I grew up in Southern California, and you're putting it all over the top of fruit. You have those uh, LA fruit carts that everybody knows about, and they're drizzling warm chamoy over the top. We're making the chamoy in house, and then folding it into that mango sorbet and serving that. We're calling that Latin love. It's delicious right now. Uh, then we have two. We have two uh, static desserts that will stay on the menu. Uh, one is the apple banana spring roll. We're using salted caramel gelato with that. And then a tiny little, uh, it's not tiny, but a smaller apple banana that's dredged in a little bit of sugar and cinnamon and serving that up along that salted caramel gelato. So it's kind of like reminiscent of a banana foster-ish, kind of has the same flavor component. And then on the other side, we have our chocolate lover's dessert, which is that Oasis terrine with the three scoops of chocolate mousse served with our house-made biscotti that has a little bit of absinthe and a little bit of dill in it. And we top that off with um, orange zest to kind of go with that French classic chocolate orange pairing. It's a, it's a very, very cool dessert. Man, you are making me hungry. I'm probably going to have to come down tonight now. <laughs> it sounds so I love good. food. I love food. I can talk about food and drink <laughs> all day long. Sometimes oh. folks, when I'm talking to them at tables, they'll ask me if I'm the chef, and I always joke that they probably wouldn't be enjoying their food as much if I were cooking it. <laughs> uh, but I, I do love to eat, and I do love food, and chef makes it very easy to talk about with all the compassion and time that goes into his food. Yeah, you know, I'm so glad that we got to talk about this because I did not know how much uh, time and energy you guys actually put into your food. And I think it's pretty amazing. So thank you so much for letting us know. And do you guys have anything coming up, any event? What about New Year's Eve, Christmas? Yeah, we were doing the New Year's Eve party. And unfortunately, I don't think we'll be doing that this year. We do have a beautiful preset menu we'll be offering on Christmas Eve. Uh, we will not be open on Christmas Day, so we can be with our families, but we will be offering that on Christmas Eve, and Chef's doing three courses on that. 
we were actually just finalizing the menu this morning, Ooh. and it is looking absolutely amazing. I'm oh, really excited man. for that and being able to help some folks uh, create some good memories and dining with us and being able to share those that time with them. I think it's something we're all looking forward to. Uh, in the future, I would love to get back to doing our New Year's Eve parties. We're just not quite there yet. Yeah, I know it's hard coming out of this pandemic. But if anybody wants to go ahead and order or uh, set reservations with you, how can they do that? Open table, open table, open table. I stress this to all my guests. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite portal. Whenever I travel, yeah. I use open table. I feel like it is the most genuine and genuine uh, portal as far as that goes. In that you have to have a reservation in order to leave a review, and it also gives the uh, company that you're reviewing the opportunity to interact with the guests after the fact. So I always tell people, please use Open Table. If there's anything that we need to know about, there's also options for you to, you know, let me know that it's a anniversary or if there's any eating restrictions, anything like that. It just it sets us up for success. And I always tell people to please use those, use that portal, and also anything that the restaurant needs to know as far as anything. Let us know ahead of time, and we'll be sure to adhere to anything that we can help with. It's on the beach. It's not always as far and grill. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us today. And would you like to say anything before we go? No, just thank you for your time. I look forward to serving all the guests through the holidays and creating some good memories and being able to share what it is we do here. It's uh, something that hits home for myself, for Chef, and for Stefan, being able to provide this sort of quality and showcasing what Kauai and the Hawaiian Islands have to offer as far as food, I think is uh, it's something amazing and we're happy to share it with all of our guests. All right, well, thank you so much for coming in. We'll be right back here on Island Radio 98.9.